This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Thursday, the 30th of June, end of financial year, oh, Brett. It is too, Jazzy Congratulations boy. to you. Thank you so much. Now, listen to this one. Do you remember how Airbnb banned parties on homes that are listed on its platforms last year? I do. Well, they've just made that move permanent because apparently it actually <laughs> stops parties. Not surprising, Brett. <laughs> listen to this one. Census data has just come out and it turns out one in 10 houses in Australia are vacant. Oh. And on top of that, the proposal portion of people who own a home outright has dropped 10% since 1995. Talk about housing affordability crisis. Three abundant stories today, Justin. Let's do it. For our first. Aussie neobank Vault, which has raised tens of millions of dollars, is shutting up shop and returning deposits to customers after failing to raise funds to continue operating. This is a real sad day for another Challenger Bank, B-Man. Mm. What is the story? So Vault was an Aussie consumer neobank, which was founded in 2017. Quick recap. A neobank is a type of bank that operates online only. Now, they normally offer all the same services as a traditional bank, but, you know, digitally. And B-Man, Vault was the first neobank in Australia to be granted a full banking license by regulators back in 2019. And Jazzy Boy, there was a lot of excitement mm-hmm. and noise around Vault, but it did struggle to get out the gates as a consumer bank. So then it pivoted to become a bank as a service. Kind of like all the back-end infrastructure if another company, let's say Microsoft, mm-hmm. wanted to use its own brand and become a bank. But yesterday, Vault notified the banking regulators that it's going to return its banking license. Why? Well, Vault couldn't secure $200 million in cash that it needed to keep going. And it ain't the only neobank to shut up shop, Justin. So what is the key learning here? Neobanks came in with a big promise to revolutionise the way consumers access their finances. It was all about personalisation of experience and convenience. But the challenge has been making the banking business model actually work. Kind of sounds crazy, Brett, because Australian banks are some of the biggest profit machines (laughs) in the world. But data shows that less than 5% of neobanks have actually broken even. So far, it's been hard for neobanks to scale up and monetize all their services. Australia had four main neobanks. We had Zinja, we had 86400, Vault and Up. 86400 was sold to NAB. Zinja collapsed. And now, so has Vault. Oh boy. For our second story, shares in ASX-listed biotech company Imugene rocketed 45% earlier this week Ooh. after it announced trial results for a new cancer treatment. Good news for the world, Brett, and great news for Imugene as well. So what is the story? So Imugene is a $1.2 billion Aussie biotech company that works in cancer immunotherapy. It was founded back in 2012, and its lead product is the HER Vax. That would be a cancer treatment that's injected like a vaccine. And Brett, the idea is that it can treat tumors that are generally found in gastric cancer or breast cancer. Now, last July, Imugene raised $95 million to support its clinical trials. And now the drum roll, please, because it just <laughs> announced the phase two of its trial results and they were even better than expected. So, neck minute, its shares go up 45% off the back of this news. <laughs> Huge win for biotech, Brett, but often it is a bit of a rocky road in this industry. It is. So what is the key learning here? The biotech industry is not for the faint-hearted investor. You see, biotech stocks have the potential to produce some pretty juicy returns, but they also come with a lot of risks. You see, part of the appeal of biotech companies is the enormous health benefits for society Mm. when a clinical trial goes well. Like, if their product is deemed safe and effective, like Imogene's is, then boom! It could literally create a cure for certain types of cancer. But if their product never actually makes it to market, then there ain't no gain. And a whole lot of money spent in the process in research and development. For our third and final story, the 
CEO and founder of Pinterest has stepped down, handing over the reins to a Google Commerce executive and the Pinterest share price has... Boom! Uh, every ending is a new beginning, Brett. Tell me more. <laughs> so we know Pinterest is the pioneer of hashtag inspo. Home decor inspo. Holiday inspo. Aesthetic inspo. It's got around 430 million monthly users, which is actually a little bit less than it had last year. Now, Brett, Pinterest has been going through a bit of an identity crisis lately. It started out as a place to pin your holiday or home reno inspo pics. But last year, it rolled out a ton of new features to try and entice shoppers and advertisers to spend cash on their platform. It told us it's heading down the e-commerce path. And now it's hired a new CEO to take them there. Yep, and it's out with the old CEO and founder and in with the new CEO, a former Google commerce executive. Share price up 9%. Thank you very much. <laughs> so what is the key learning here? There is a time and a place for founders as CEOs of businesses. Often companies need a new CEO depending on the stage of the business. Now, Brett, Pinterest has made it clear that it wants to pivot its business model from virtually only advertising to e-commerce. And there's a method to this one, Jazzy mm-hmm. Boy. Pinners spend two <laughs> times more than people on other platforms and have 85% bigger baskets at checkout. So using Pinterest as a shopping tool actually opens up tons of interesting possibilities. But here's the problem with this business model transition, mm-hmm. Jazzy Boy. Advertising has been the founder of Pinterest's main game. So it's become evident that he just ain't the right fit for this new business model. Flux fam, just a reminder, today is the last day of the financial year, which means tomorrow you can actually start submitting your tax return. But here's the thing, you don't actually want to start until later in July. We've got all the tips and reasons why in the Flux app. Download the Flux app to learn more. Thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow.